It's time to go into business for yourself. Get ready for another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. Education, insights, and inspiration. Here's your host, small business and franchise expert, Tom Scarda. And welcome, I'm Tom Scarda. This is the Franchise Academy and we are broadcasting live from the top of the Empire State Building. No, only kidding. I'm actually in my son's spare bedroom. Welcome to the Franchise Academy. And today is uh, an exciting day because I have a fantastic entrepreneur with me and her daughter in a company that you probably know because they have great brand awareness all around the country, but especially here in New York, New Jersey area. We'll get to that in a minute. Wanted to um, let you know that yesterday I was interviewed by the Associated Press and an article came out in, in various publications yesterday, including the New York Times. And the topic of the article is about businesses that fail. So as you guys know, if you listen to my podcast, I had great success in my first franchise, which was a smoothie franchise. My second franchise was a miserable failure. We had big, big problems there and, and lost a lot. But that's where I learned, and that's where I became a franchise expert. So if you get a chance, you could Google the article. It's my name, Tom Scarta, and it's Oops, O-O-P-S. Oops, small businesses are vulnerable to marketing mistakes. And it just talks about what to look out for when you are looking for a business or thinking about starting a business and how to do market research. And uh, that's one of the things that we failed at is that we never even thought about market research. <laughs> we just jumped in. And sometimes that's good, but sometimes it's not. So look out for that article. Again, it's my name, Tom Scarta, and it's, oops, some businesses are vulnerable to mistakes. Even Coca-Cola, they talk about making mistakes. So today we have Eileen and Ann Huntington from Huntington Learning Centers. This is a franchise that is 42 years old and actually has now second generation franchisees, meaning that somebody bought a franchise and now they're handing it down to their kids. That is an amazing, amazing thing to happen in the world of franchising. You don't see it too often, except for the big giant names like, you know, McDonald's. But Huntington Learning Center is doing some fantastic things across the country and just helping entrepreneurs get started. But what's even better is that if you're a franchisee in that business, you're helping local families in the community. So real quickly, I want to introduce you to Anne, who is the daughter of the founders, uh, and she's the vice president of business development and the board member of Huntington Learning Center. So she develops and executes the programs and the partnerships and the initiatives that help the company achieve its long-standing goal of achieving every or giving every student the best education possible and previously Anne served as head of public and private partnerships with the family business and Eileen is a co-founder uh, with her husband and uh, the CEO of the business so prior to starting the business Eileen was a middle and high school teacher and through this experience the idea of a tutoring center that offered individualized supplemental instructions to students was born so 40 years later, the company has grown to more than 300 locations across 41 states. Welcome, Anne, Eileen. Well, thank you so much, Tom, for that introduction. Thank you, and congratulations to you on creating this platform. The Franchise Academy podcast is fantastic in terms of educating insight and perspective within the franchising 
world. And we're so honored to be here with you today. Well, thank you, Ann. I appreciate that. And I hope more people listening to, than just my mom. So <laughs> <laughs> it's great to have you guys on. And I was at the International Franchise Association. People don't realize this, but there is a giant International Franchise Association that oversees franchising. It's our trade association. There was a meeting last year with 4,000 people in attendance and I don't know how many hundreds of franchise companies there. And Eileen Huntington was given the Entrepreneur of the Year Award. Is that right? That's Eileen, right. Did I say that right? Perfectly, Tom. Perfectly. So how many years, Eileen, you've been in business here? We've been in business for 42 years, and that was a tremendous honor to be honored by the International Franchise Organization as Entrepreneur of the Year. I mean, up there with the franchise greats, you know, Bill Marriott, you look at all of the people who were up there, and it's Eileen Huntington. So it was a great, great honor, and franchising has been a great journey for Huntington Learning Center, and we're so happy that we had made that decision back in 1985 to go into franchising. But the business started in 77, was that right? Yes, the business started in 1977 and we opened one learning center. And as you know, Tom had mentioned, I had been a high school teacher and I saw a need in the, the students I had. And we opened in June of 1977. And by, by the end of the summer, we knew we had a concept, it was working, mm. we, had, we were making money, believe it or not, that quickly. And I resigned my tenure position from, from a school district. And the year after, Ray resigned his position. And we had opened from 1977 to 1985, we had opened 18 centers in the New York-Philadelphia corridor mm. out of cash flow. And we, we saw that we had perfected a system that we could replicate. Yep. And we wanted to take our concept nationally and felt that franchising was the best way for us to expand. And it was a great decision that we made. It enabled us to grow to 300 centers in 41 states today and get tremendous results with the students that we have in our centers. And still being family owned, which is absolutely amazing. The other point I want to make, because this is kind of a little bit technical, but this is an important point to make. When you're working with a franchise company that actually, own, you still own your own corporate centers, but what Huntington does, which is different than just about every other franchise that has corporate centers, is they kind of blocked out their own territory. So you cannot buy a franchise you know, within northern New Jersey and New York, Long Island area. Because that's where their centers are, and that's where they do their training and their testing and, and all of that. Because when, when you have a franchise company that owns company stores, a lot of times, a little dirty secret is that they will take the best real estate before the franchisee gets it, you know, for their own corporate locations, where Huntington does not do that. And, and that is just a feather in your cap. I just had to point that out. It's really, really important, in my opinion. So, Tom, Tom to back up for a moment... 
So Eileen and Ray, between 1977 to 1985, they either opened a center or they had a child. Uh, so Huntington uh, has been part of who I am for my entire life. I had a career before joining the family business. It was important to have a boss who doesn't have the same last name. <laughs> part of our strategic initiative as we go forward is to truly focus on franchising. So you are correct. We have company-owned centers in the New York metro area. But in March, we actually announced that we are refranchising those locations and we are becoming a sole franchisor. You know it better than everyone. Best practices within franchising is to focus on the franchise system. <clears throat> of course, we will have a select number of our company-owned centers, but we have opened up the New York metro market to franchising. So it's hot off the press and it's really exciting in terms of where we're going in terms of the future of the company and how can we help our franchisees even more. So we know we get great results. We're 53% higher in revenue than our closest competitor and our student results are tremendous. And we see that there are a lot of franchising opportunities within the New York metro market in addition to the entire United States. So Anne, you just blew my mind. That is there you a, go. Maybe you'll become a franchisee. You know, it, it, that is an amazing thing. And this is sort of a trend that I've been noting in franchising where franchise companies are re-franchising out their corporate locations. And it's for various reasons, uh, which we on this podcast probably shouldn't get into all the reasons. But this is cool. So what you're saying is that today I live on Long Island. I could go and buy the store that you have in... Levittown, I believe there's one right near me in Levittown, and I could walk in and everything is there, including employees, and I just kind of take it over. Is that right? Well, as you know, you would have to go through our whole process <laughs> and uh, sign all the documents, and we would uh, have conversations, and there would be a letter of intent, but at a very high level, you are absolutely correct. Okay, well, we need to talk more about that <laughs> offline because I didn't know about this and I'm right smack in your backyard. So, and it's my fault. I'm just, I know you guys are very good at sending me information. Just yesterday, you had a, a call, a, a webinar for consultants like myself, which I couldn't make. But, but anyway, you're great at communicating. I'm just bad at listening, as my wife would say. <laughs> well, there you go. You know, you have to hear it in franchising. The whole key to success is to follow the model. And through the Franchise Business Review, we're a top franchise, a top 50 franchise, and part of it is that support. So we retrain all of our systems and processes a thousand plus times because someone might not be listening that day, but we have to ensure mm -hmm. that there's support. So now you know, Tom. <laughs> That's awesome. And it's, it's interesting. So you mentioned FBR, Franchise Business Review. It's really one of the about the only list that I trust because it is anonymous franchisees that are reporting on the franchisor. <laughs> and so if you like the report, you sign on to get it published. If you don't like it, you make them go away kind of and you don't get the report published. So if you are on there and you are highly rated, there's not much else to look at, in my opinion. Of course, you have to do your due diligence, but that's a big part of it. So that's cool. Congratulations on that. Thanks. And we actually had our Franchise Advisory Council in in in-person meetings this week. And part of that meeting was really to go over the Franchise Business Review. So in addition to our system taking part of the survey, 
we as the franchisor, we look at it and how can we improve mm-hmm. for the next year? And then we go in a, at different levels and through the departments, how do we bring this back to the FBR? So we really take it and we move it forward in terms of how can we make ourselves even better. That is so awesome. And, and just so the listeners understand, so Franchise Advisory Council, is that what you call your group? Yes. So the FAC for short, Franchise Advisory Council, is a group of franchisees that are typically volunteers or they get kind of voted into this little board and they act as liaisons between the franchisors and the franchisees. So if you're a store owner, you own one of these centers, you have a direct line to the corporate office through the FAC with any concerns or or ideas you might say hey we got a new way to do this and it's been working and you know blah 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 so it's a conduit of information that makes it very very tidy very efficient i just want to make that give that definition if that's okay thank you yeah so and you spend a lot of time meeting with the franchisees around the country what do you think are some of the strongest characteristics of the dedicated leaders who run your centers today Well, the strongest characteristic, first and foremost, they have to like kids. It sounds silly, but we are in a kid-centric business, and we're a family-centric business. So it's individuals who care and are concerned and want to impact their communities and also understand the concept of, of a franchise. The leaders have to follow the system, as you know. And so we see that the strongest characteristics of our franchisees are those who get involved and who really make sure that the Huntington methodology is within their centers. Now, some of our top franchisees are owners operators and others are investors and they have teams who run the centers. We see the model working for both because we have the systems and the processes in place and we have all of the KPIs to make sure that we know at all levels, be it at the franchisor level and at the center level, how the center is doing. So we see that the strongest characteristics are those individuals who like kids, who wanna make an impact in their communities and also wanna make money while doing, doing good for the community. So if I'm a local, you know, middle manager in a business or I'm a dentist or what have you, I could buy one or more Huntington Learning Centers from my area and then not quit my practice or my job, but actually have a team of people running those centers. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. If that's what's best for for your lifestyle, then yes. And the reason why we're able to do that is because of the systems and the processes. We do require that the franchisee, whether he or she will run the business or not run the business, go through our fr- uh, franchise initial training program. Eileen, do you want to speak of, of some of uh, the key uh, franchisees who have been successful in both ways? Yes. I mean, we have, as, as Ann pointed out, we have franchisees who are owner operators who run their centers love what they do, and work at that center as a full-time position. Mm-hmm. And we have other, other operators who have, you know, two, three, four centers who have staff working in those centers. They do, of course, anytime you have a business, you have to check on your business. So they do put in some time checking reports, but because of our systems and procedures, it makes it easy for them to do that. 
We also have, you know, franchise business consultants that visit centers. So each franchisee has a franchise business consultant assigned to them. And as Anne pointed out, we do a lot of training with these folks. We have listen and learns, you know, once a week where franchisees can get on and learn about an old topic that we covered before or some new new procedure that's in place. So we keep folks up to date, but it is absolutely for some folks an investment. And in the New York metro area now, as you so pointed out, Tom, somebody can come in, purchase a center and have staff in place. And yes, we do have some right around the corner from you. <laughs> so it's, it's very exciting. And we also know that there are, are many more centers in the New York metro area new centers to be opened in the area also. I'm so excited about that. (laughs) And so to add to that really quickly, in addition to this market across the country, there's tremendous opportunity. And because we're a legacy brand, 42 years in operation, we've been franchising since 1985. Many of our franchisees have gone through generational transition and have transferred out for whatever reason. So In addition to someone walking into a center in this area, someone could walk into a center, let's say in California, and take over the operation that's there. As you know, and our listeners within franchising, success comes from following the system. So if there's an opportunity within a center, we provide the tools and the support, and then it's up to that individual owner to make it happen within his or her community. That's awesome. And Eileen, I wanted to come back to you for a second. You know, because we, we keep on talking about these, you know, 42 years in business, which is just a huge accomplishment. What are some of the best practices that you have ushered throughout your corporation and, and your centers that you think have contributed to this long-term success? The long-term success, if, if you look at it, and, and it's so funny because we have set up this like little museum of when we started back in, you know, 1977. When we started, Tom, in 1977, we're in computers. Right. <laughs> so, you know, you look at that and everything was paper and pencil. And to see where we have come from the paper and pencil, looking at the first ledger that we had as to how things are done today. So, you know, in looking at the accomplishment, it's taking that system and working with processes, procedures, technology in, in moving it forward. Always, always going back and keying in on great student results. Because without mm-hmm. the great student results, we wouldn't be in business for 42 years. Absolutely, and, and franchisee results, right? Uh, absolutely, because when you get great student results, you get franchisee profitability. Mm. Our students on SAT have an average of 226 point increase, and on ACT, 5.3 increase. And the most exciting point of this is that on average, our students get $57,000 in scholarship offers. Uh, It's a real, real win for the parent. It's a win for the franchisee. It's a win for the community. It's just absolutely fantastic the kind of results we get on the exam prep side of the business because we really have two revenue lines, an exam prep line and a learning center line. On the learning center side of the business, In just 50 hours of instruction, we see a child go up one year in reading and one year in math. 
again, mm. phenomenal results. So over the years, you know, the accomplishes, as your question, going back to the huge accomplishments, I think it is seeing so many franchisees becoming successful, franchisees um, following our best practices to become successful, making so many franchisees millionaires. Now, going back to that, we also have, you know, our centers are accredited by the local accrediting body that accredits schools. Mm -hmm. So we have tremendous respect within the education community. We use certified teachers. So a parent and a franchisee can feel good coming into the system to know that the system works. And that's so important when you buy a franchise. Mm -hmm. And also we have, as, as we pointed out, a legacy brand. It works because everything is here and people can really utilize all of the services that we have. So we're very, very excited about the successes that we've had. Yeah. And it, it just, you know, because you're, it just speaks volumes that you've been around for 42 years. I mean, you got to really let that sink in for a minute. There's not many businesses that are around, let alone two years, <laughs> you know, so, so you guys are doing some really fantastic things, but I wanted to get a customer perspective. And you, you actually, when you were younger, took some classes at Huntington. Is that right? Yes. So as a student, and now you're a leader, what do you think it is as an organization that, you know, with an organization that prospective franchisees should explore? So Huntington, we are a legacy brand. And, and as you said, not many companies can say they've been around for 42 years. I've seen it throughout. I've seen the good and the not so good. And I think... One of the reasons why a prospect should explore Huntington is because we've gone through all the trials and tribulations. You started this podcast about, you know, learning from mistakes. Well, we've done that. So we want to bring like-minded individuals who want to move our vision forward. And our vision is world-class student results and franchisee profitability. We want to bring those people into Huntington because we know we can impact the next generation of America and the students. We get those great results that Eileen shared. And so my experience as being not only the second generation of the founding family, also as a student and now as a board member and day-to-day -day leader within Huntington, I see that every single decision we make and this is really the ethos of who we are and why we're still in business. Every single decision we make has that student at the forefront. And because we care about that mm -hmm. individualized student, that's why we're able to scale and we're able to show those results. So truly, this is a fantastic opportunity for individuals who want to go into business for themselves and want to really impact their communities and families across the country. And I see it every day. I mean, I've seen the, the sweat, the tears, the everything in, in terms of growing up in, in it. And mm -hmm. I, I think because we have that backbone and we are a family-owned and operated company, we care, there's concern, and we're really methodical in all the decisions we make. And all the decisions we make are to protect and grow the brand. 
just amazing. And, you know, if I'm a somebody who's thinking about buying a franchise and I've purchased two myself, you know, I'm thinking about, I would be thinking about what's going to be here 10 years from now. And, you know, tutoring is not going away. Children are not going away. You know, this is uh, something that's here to stay. So when you get, you know, you you hitch your boat to, you know, you hitch your cart to a, to a legacy brand like this, it just takes away a lot of the strain and pressure of trying to figure it out. You guys have it done. I mean, it's truly, I mean, this is truly what a franchise is, not, you know, my opinion, what's the next, you know, people always ask me, what's the hottest thing out there? What, what, what's trending? And it's like, whatever's trending, go the other way. That That's ser- seriously how I feel. So this may not be, you know, Huntington Learning Centers may not be like, you know, the sexy, you know, Poke Bowl or whatever, Acai Bowl franchise, but, but I can't guarantee that Poke Bowls and Acai Bowls will be here, you know, 10 years from now, but I guarantee that Huntington and Tutoring is going to be here 10 years from now. You agree? Yes, absolutely. And I will say, you know, it doesn't matter how sexy something is, it's about the results. And I will say results are sexy. <laughs> results are sexy. My mentor, Jeff Elgin, who's the founder of Franchise, said to me, uh, the way I spell sexy is M-O-N-E-Y. Yes, (laughs) I like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and you know Jeff. He's crazy. So, And he's a great franchise guy. So um, I learned a lot. I think I want to ask Eileen another question because I'm I'm so stuck on this whole, you know, legacy and family business. So, you know, you guys are not only a successful franchise business, but you're a family business, which also you don't see a lot of times in a business as old as yours. You know, there's businesses we could talk about, you know, Dairy Queen and Dunkin' Donuts. They're all owned by, you know, these equity companies and and they have, you know, the founders are long gone. But here it's way different. What are some of the advantages and disadvantages of the structure that you guys have? A family business is great. If you really think about it, Tom, we deal with families all the time. So it's not only that we're a family business but we're dealing with families and their children. So in looking at a, a family, you know, a family needs alignment. And in a family business, you, you really need to have alignment. We have to have alignment of the goals of, of where the business is going. And it's just really great to have Anne in the business as the second generation and, and being so passionate about the business because she has been in it her whole life. Sometimes Anne says she's center number 17. <laughs> I love it. We have to laugh. We have to laugh at that. So, yeah, trust is also really, really needed in a family mm-hmm. business. People really have to work together, and we we do have the you know. Anne talked about our vision and the alignment of our vision is you know great student results, franchisees profitability, but it goes back to every decision that we make. How does that decision affect the child's progress and the franchisee's profitability. We're always looking at mm-hmm. that. That alignment of that vision is key in a family business that we all agree to this. And it's, it's respect. You have to have respect for the individuals in the business. And it's, it's having a strategy and understanding that strategy to move forward. And that's, you know, when you talk about the strategy in refranchising the New York metro area, I mean, that was a strategy Mm -hmm. that we really thought about how to go about it. We use a number of advisors 
We have consultants that we use. And those are really, really important in moving a business forward. Another great advantage of a, a family business is you can make decisions that will have results in a year, two years, three years down the road. We don't have to make a decision that we need results in six months that another business that is not a family business may have to make those kinds of decisions. So we're always looking at how, how do we align ourselves as a family business and the transition, because we're going about this methodically, is going in a fabulous direction. And we are more than ecstatic having Anne moving to take over the business. It's definitely interesting to me. Is there anything behind like the timing of this? Like why, why did you decide to do this now, you know, franchising out the uh, corporate stores? I'll take that, Tom. And I'll also um, discuss a little bit more about what Eileen was saying. So we're extremely fortunate, Eileen and Ray, and I call them Eileen and Ray at work, and this is part of the family business where you have to be able to separate. Who are you speaking with right now? And I think that's what Eileen was talking about with respect and trust. We have to really mm-hmm. know, you know, when is she mom? When is she the shareholder? When is she my colleague? And likewise to me. So I think in terms of how we're going about all of this, it was a strategic decision to focus on franchising. We know that we get those great results. And as part of the the larger strategy of the company, we're extremely fortunate that Ray and Eileen They love what they do. They're quintessential founders. They know the numbers more than anyone and anyone, uh, which is Mm -hmm. which is really special. So we're going about all of this in a very proactive way. We're not reactive. And the refranchising is part of that initiative to really streamline the company and, and make sure we're in best practices with franchising. But the key to all of this is really our team. And we have an extremely powerful team across all segments from the management team all the way down to the individual right out of college. And and that's the key to our success in the near and long term. It's truly that team and who do we surround ourselves with and is everyone aligned, be it a Huntington or a a C-level executive, are we aligned in terms of where we're going and how can we get there? How many employees does Huntington have at the corporate, you know, on the corporate level? In our main office, we have over, I want to say, 150 or so employees. Eileen, what do you think? Yeah, I, I would, I would say between 100 and 150. Right. And you have how many franchisees? Uh, about 300. About 300. Mm-hmm. Right. So. <laughs> it's a two to one ratio, which is unheard of in franchising. Usually it's a 10 to one ratio, employees to franchisees. So that is a, you know, a testimony to the support that you get as a franchise owner in a legacy brand like Huntington. They, they know what they're doing. And I just think it's absolutely a wonderful thing. And, and, you know, you could do it at different levels as a franchise owner, whether you want to be hands-on in this business every day, or you could be an investor type. I, I like to call that an executive business. So this is cool. I just wanted to ask you guys, going out to both of you or either one of you can answer the question, what is one myth about franchising that you would like to bust right here, right now? Let's both bust it, Eileen. <laughs> what? I, I think a, a myth about franchising 
is that maybe, as you pointed out before, you know, a hot trend. Let's get on a hot trend. And I, I think the, the thing with franchising is, you know, find something that's true and tried and works. And franchising is not something that's going to, you're not going to become a millionaire overnight by franchising. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a myth that some people may think. It takes work. Yes, you can get there, but this is not something that you, you, you do overnight. Thank you for saying that. I think an, another myth is really that the franchisor is this nameless big corporation. Here you are speaking with the franchisor of a 42-year-old national company. So we're only as good as the system, and that's key to the partnership. So yes, you join franchising, you're part of a, a larger organization, but then you are that ambassador within your local community. So you're able to make it your own within the structure by following the system. And we are people, even though it could be a national chain as large or an international chain as large as McDonald's, there are people behind it. And that is the key to success. Mm. It is people. It is relationships. I'll, I'll give you an interesting, you know, when you talk about people, you know, today we have franchisees training at our office and we're having lunch with them. So when you talk mm. about a franchisor as a nameless person, we're having lunch with them. We had another franchisee this morning sign a franchise agreement. And in fact, it's an employee at one of our centers who is purchasing a, a center. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Here with her husband this morning signing the franchise agreement. You know, we took pictures with them. It was just so exciting. Yeah. So a lot, we really, really care about our franchisees. Franchisees, we, we tell people you're joining the Huntington family and that's how we really feel about it. Yeah. And I talk about that all the time with my candidates as, as I match people with franchise opportunities is, is that you want to get involved with a company that's like a family. You don't want to be store number 3426 and they, all they care about is if you paid your royalties. So this is, you know, just just awesome. And that's why I want to have you guys on. Any parting words of, of advice you could give to the listeners? I, I think check out whatever you're, whatever you're looking into. Do your due diligence. Make sure you're comfortable with the concept that you're going into and make sure that that concept gets results. I would add to that in terms of the results, sometimes the loudest person in the room doesn't really have the best results. So I think it's key when you're looking at business opportunities to look at the numbers and really understand the reasoning behind an opinion's an opinion, but truly the results are what's key. And if you're going into business within franchising, does it make sense for who you are and where you want to go in the future? If you're setting something up for your children for the next generation, or if it's a potential business opportunity that's short term, make sure that you're aligned with where you want to go in the future. And the future is extremely bright for franchising and for Huntington in particular. Thank you so much, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Oh, thank you guys. It was such an honor to have you guys on and we'll talk again soon and we'll we'll celebrate more success with Huntington in the future at some franchise meetings. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you ladies. Have a great day. You too. This has been another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. For more info, go to our website, thefranchiseacademypodcast.com.
Remember to subscribe to Tom Scarta's YouTube channel for educational videos on franchising, education, insight, and inspiration.